0: hey guys welcome to because i said so the podcast where we discuss age and how it affects how we perceive ourselves how we perceive others and the conversations that we have because of it thank you for listening and please leave a review to support the podcast thank you Welcome to the podcast. We are here today with Susan McDonald, the founder of Girl Force and a Fitness Professional. Um, Do you want to introduce yourself? Um,
1: That pretty well wraps it up. Uh, I teach uh, just about everything from yoga to sword fighting, and I've been doing this for many, many years. Um, Mm -hmm. And Girl Force, even though we lost our funding uh, a while back, is still very close to my heart, and I still think it's a very relevant program. So Mm -hmm. thank you for having me on.
0: Thank you for coming. Um, So with Girl Force, can you kind of explain your motivation behind starting it and what its purpose is? Yeah, um,
1: well, uh, it ended up being a a lifestyle program for preteen and teenage girls, healthy Mm -hmm. lifestyle program. But the impetus for it really was body image and um, the the way that marketers in particular, target uh, young girls Mm -hmm. with these ridiculous ideals of body image that no one can really live up to Um, and not only does it make girls feel badly about themselves it can also lead to unhealthy behaviors you know like eating disorders or chronic dieting or just feeling really badly about yourself which is not good either
0: (laughs) yeah and so growing up what was your experience with body image and how did that impact you Um, Always self-conscious,
1: I guess. Uh, When I look back um, at photographs of myself as a kid, um, I was thin, but in my mind, I was always overweight, Um, (laughs) and I'm not really sure where all that came from, except that I had a very, uh, I had an older sister who was tall and willowy and became a model, and I think I just kind of grew up in her shadow. It wasn't her fault, but um, I just kind of picked up on the idea that I was the short fat one and mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of stuck with me.
0: Yeah. And especially being in the fitness industry, how do you think that that has impacted your body image as well?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I would say only for the better. Mm-hmm. I think the more physically active you can be, um, the less you worry about things uh, like your body. Your, your, your body is your, it's your temple, it's your home, it's your tool and you, you use it. Um, it's when we're not physically active, I think that we start to really get caught up in every little inch of ourselves and all the minutiae of things that really don't matter.
0: Yeah, instead of having that gratitude for what our body can do, I feel like. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so what kind of programs did you do in Girl Force and why is it important to speak to children in their formative years? Um, Well, we combined uh, four lessons and
1: we consider them interrelated. So you really can't take one out. Um, There were at the time, a lot of programs for girls that were just built around body image. Mm -hmm. Um, But I felt that was really just kind of taking a a piece of a problem and pulling it out and looking at it under a microscope, rather than um, combining all of the things that go into our perceptions of our bodies and how we feel about ourselves. So our curriculum um, combined, uh, exercise, nutrition, body image, and even smoking prevention. And people would sometimes kind of look at you askew and say, well, smoking is not a problem nowadays, but unfortunately it is. Um, and it kind, of, um, it kind of rises and falls depending on where we are in, uh, generationally. But right now there are about 25% of high school kids who smoke for the first time And if they continued at that rate, you're going to have, you know, in a generation from now, you're going to have a lot of people dying of um, uh, smoking related diseases. And so it's also, you could see it, I'm not saying that smoking leads to stronger drugs, but it is kind of a taboo. And once that taboo is broken, it's a little easier to go on to something else. So instead of addressing that whole big can of worms of substance abuse, Mm -hmm. we just kind of enter with smoking and why girls are, begin smoking in the first place? And one of the reasons is smoking to lose uh, to lose weight or to curb appetite. So, mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah. And why do you feel like it's so important to um, talk to the children who are young instead of trying to fix that problem maybe later on? It's almost impossible to fix later on. For one thing, uh, mm-hmm. it's a it's a lifetime
1: <laughs> a lifetime problem. Um, what we found when we first started Girl Force, our first group of girls were seventh and eighth graders. So that's what 11, 12-ish, yeah. 13-year-olds in there. And the teacher was saying, you need to go younger. You need to go younger. So um, mm-hmm. we went then to fourth and fifth and teacher was still saying, you need to go younger. Wow, so it <laughs> starts very started, early. Yeah, very early. And then we start hearing anecdotal um, stories um, from parents um, Telling, this, that, telling us about, their, for example, their five-year-old daughter who came home from kindergarten in tears because um, she thought she was fat and she wanted to know if she could go on a diet or if they would mm-hmm. give her a diet. So it starts really, really young and it goes really, really deep.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, so the younger, I think that we can start um, uh, countering all of those horrible messages that girls mm-hmm. get, uh, the better.
0: Yeah, and so why do you think that that happens? Do you think that sometimes it's um, more of a product of our society, or is it part of um, maybe the way that parents view themselves and negative self-talk there? Um, yeah, just kind of why do you think that that stems, or where do you think that stems from? Yeah, it's complex. It's,
1: uh, it's all those things and more. Uh, it's societal. Um, there's a group, I can't think of the name of the university, Bradley University, I think, uh, they, they have a program called The Body Project, and, and I was looking at their website, and they were saying that in the 1960s and 70s, um, when women were starting to gain uh, traction in the workforce, and in politics, and, and science, and all of these uh, fields that it had have been kind of blocked from before, um, the body image went from the voluptuous Marilyn Monroe to the yeah. more emaciated. Kate Moss. So as our power grew, ostensibly, you know, the the body image that we were supposed to adhere to was this um, sort of pre-adolescent,
0: emaciated,
1: powerless, weak. Yeah, kind of compensating
0: for that gain in power through um, an image that's less powerful. And then too, I mean,
1: as as parents, we're human. You know, we pass along Mm -hmm. our prejudices to our kids. Um, Often it's well-meaning you know uh it can be parents or grandparents who fat shame but don't mean to be doing it but they are um, and they help us formulate our opinions you know about mm-hmm. certain body body images not okay um, yeah. instead of this more encompassing we're all okay we're just fine just the way we are <laughs>
0: yeah um, yeah
1: and let, there was something else let's see there was uh, the culture oh well of course to me it's the one that i think is the most callous and that is advertisers and marketers who target girls erode their self-esteem for the purpose of selling products you know yeah. makeup uh, plastic surgery um uh clothing
0: um you know, yeah products, you know, yeah and callous. how do you yeah and how do you think that um kind of that body image like evolves with our age. Do you think that it gets better? Do you think that it gets worse? Um, And how is that affected? I definitely think it
1: does get better. I think probably uh, in pre-adolescence and early adolescence is when it's the most painful because you just don't have the resources and tools to deal with it. Um, You just kind of raw emotions. Uh, When we were, involving a lot of college students as mentors for our workshops. This is what so many of them said, that they were tormented in high school. And then by the time they got to college, it's like it it didn't matter anymore. All of that went away, you know, so it's um, part of it is just a process of maturity and Mm -hmm. kind of having the scales fall off your eyes and being able to see what's really going on and how you're being manipulated and being angry about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, kind of relating it to young boys as well, because obviously it does affect them, um, in a different way. And so I was just wondering if you could speak on that as well, a little bit.
1: Absolutely. I mean, boys, um, are manipulated in, in a different way. The macho image in particular, Mm -hmm. that you have to look a certain way in order to be successful, popular, blah, blah, blah. And, um, Boys develop eating disorders for those reasons. Boys feel badly about themselves. They suffer depression. So everybody has a body image,
0: right? Yeah, and why do you think that um, a lot of times we don't focus on the male aspect of things while they are still affected? I feel like a lot of people tend to overlook that, and how do we combat that?
1: Um, I think it's more acute in women. I just do girls and women. I think Mm -hmm. it's a greater problem. And I think women have less tangible power in yeah. our culture, um, I mean, men, I mean, not, not to name names, like I said, I won't. Certain people in big positions of power can be morbidly obese, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fine. It's like their power takes the place. You know, it doesn't work quite the same way with, uh, with, with women and girls
0: mm mm-hmm. um, And so especially with social media right now, um, I was wondering also how you feel like that has affected things with things that are often brought up, um, kind of cliches such as like Photoshop and other things like that and how that affects. Um, well, I have to admit I'm kind
1: of a dinosaur when it comes to <laughs> social media. I even dropped my Facebook account because I just, you know, it felt like it was very invasive. And um, I do Twitter and I think I have, I think I have an Instagram account, but, so, but I mean, I have heard the stories of how, uh, people have been humiliated online and it's led to suicide, you know? So yeah. it's, it's a very serious problem in general. I just don't think it's really healthy to spend all of your time, um, looking at a screen,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: it's just better to, to limit yourself to those Voices, those—that um, uh, stimulus from the outside—and clear your head. Go outside and get into your own head. Mm. E, I know that when I go on Twitter, I am very cautious about the day, the time of day I do it. Never do it at night before bed, um, and I try to limit myself to a few times a week. It's a great, it's a great um, dialogue that goes on there, and you hear some fantastic things and insights that you don't hear in the daily news. But at the same time, it is just filled with angry people yeah. who, on, on opposing sides, who just say the most horrible things to each other and about each other, and it will, br- it will bring you down. Um, yeah. So um, I think we all have to be judicious about how much social media we consume.
0: Yeah, and so with young people, how would you um, suggest that we go about altering our body image? How would you um, suggest that we kind of fix this problem at its root? And even um, people my age who are teenagers, when it's kind of um, already gone on for a little bit, how would you suggest that we reverse that?
1: Well, I think that girls can be their own best friends. Um, and by that, I mean supporting each other. And when someone says something you know, that's hurtful, not, everybody needs to jump on that, not just the person who's the target of the abuse. Because mm-hmm. today it's her, tomorrow it's me, the next day it's you. You know, yeah. one of the things that, we, that I love, love, love about Girl Force is that it's a community. Mm-hmm. So we have all of these mentors of all ages. We have uh, college students, even we've had high school students even acting as mentors, uh, mothers, grandmothers, and we all go in in force for this one purpose, and that's to support these girls on this day um, during this workshop. And it has just a very transformative effect. Not just on the girls who are working with, but on us as well. You walk out of there, you know, two feet off the ground, feeling really great about all of us. Um, mm-hmm. There has always been, for some reason, and I really don't know why, this forced um, competition between women and girls. Yeah, you know that we we be, we are led to believe that we have we're in competition. Mm-hmm. Um, And we're really not, you know, we can support each other. I can support you without that taking anything away from me.
0: Yeah, Um, And I think
1: the more that we can work towards that, the more powerful we're gonna be, you know, as a gender.
0: Yeah, and I think that's especially because it's been, I think reiterated a lot um, to women that there's only so many positions that we can have for power um, and that it's like a limited market. So I think that it's kind of been reiterated by our society that we have to compete um, on a higher level um, a lot Absolute of times. Yeah. Break through that glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's lots more positions up there. <laughs> yeah. And so how would you tell parents that they can enforce healthy habits with their children and maybe break some of their own habits?
1: Yeah. Well, one of the best ways to, um, to teach and encourage healthy habits is to do it yourself. Um, and also to be human about it. You know, like we all like to have the occasional donut, I guess. I actually don't like donuts. <laughs> you know, fill in your favorite junk food there. Uh, not to try and be perfect, to be human, but to, you know, if you want your child to exercise, exercise. If you want your child to eat healthy, eat healthy yourself and make healthy choices available in your, in your home. Um, and if you want your child to feel good about themselves, feel good about yourself. And that's sometimes a lot harder than it sounds. Uh, yeah who's next to work, maybe you need to join the equivalent of a girl force group for women somewhere in your community and start working on those issues that can be really, really deep seated.
0: Yeah, and how would you recommend identifying those issues within yourself? Maybe if you um, know that you have like some sort of struggle, but you can't really identify the root of it, um, how would you recommend kind of seeing that in yourself?
1: Um, that's a really good question. And I think one of the ways is that when you subconsciously find yourself being critical of another woman, whether it's someone you're watching, uh, like there's a news feed and there's a, um, a movie star and says, isn't she amazing in her bikini at 53? Those ads really annoy me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really annoy me. They're not saying, doesn't she look great in a bikini? They're saying, doesn't she look great at that decrepit age? And, um, I think that when we're sort of, when we're pulled along with all of that stuff, I think it's a clue that we've got some issues uh, that we need to work out. Yes. Or if we start to feel badly about ourselves because we're looking at these images of perfect people or people who appear to have perfect lives and we're feeling badly. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all triggers and cues that maybe we need to stop and you know, look inward and root those things out and at least get them out into the open. And sometimes just admitting that you have a body image issue. And I don't know, frankly, of a single female <laughs> country who doesn't. Yeah. Whether you're an ace athlete or whether you're a couch potato, we just have them. That's all there is to it.
0: Yeah. It's the
1: degree to which it controls your life that matters.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you think that inadvertently that can um, kind of be passed on just through um, watching behaviors to their children? Absolutely. My mom was a chronic dieter.
1: You know, she was on every single diet that you've ever heard of. And, and again, looking back at old photographs of her, she was not what you would call today, you know, like someone who, was, um, uh, who would be classified as morbidly obese, but based on the height weight scale. You know, she was a little bit overweight, but it was an obsession, you know? Mm-hmm. She felt that if she lost those 10 pounds, that's where happiness lay, right there. And she was yeah. always just short of it. And so she's very unhappy most of her life. Yeah. Um, for not being perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, especially being um, in the fitness industry, I feel like sometimes we can associate the fitness industry with having that um, negative like impact on body image because it's, um, it almost appears like, oh, we are making money on um, those similar aspects of body image that you're trying to fight against. So what's kind of your opinion on that and how have you worked to combat that in your own sphere?
1: Well, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, You see it all the time. Um, It just becomes, fitness becomes just another unattainable image like that perfect, you know, runway model. I think that we need to weed things out of our vocabulary as fitness instructors, like it's getting ready for bikini season. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's healthy season. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and, it, and just take, the, the conver- take appearance out of the conversation. Mm-hmm. This is gonna make you strong. This is gonna make you feel good. This is gonna boost your immune system. Uh, this is gonna make you live longer. <laughs> yeah. And in those years that you're living longer, you're gonna be healthier and you're gonna feel better. Um, mm-hmm. so I, a lot of it a lot of that has happened I mean believe me I've been in this in the industry for like 30 some odd years and when I first started it was all about the bikini body there was even a program called the bikini body and there yeah. probably still is somewhere um and we just started you know tossing out all of those unhealthy uh, derogatory uh, words um and I think people who are um Really serious about this business who are in it for the long haul Mm -hmm. uh, know that and the people who are in it for the short haul you can spot them because they're the ones who promise instantaneous
0: results yeah just to make money kind of that similar marketing so what would you define as a good definition for fitness for people who are looking to improve their body image um, and maybe try to get healthier without being so focused on that weight loss without being so focused on that body image
1: yeah I would just put weight loss aside um, and just focus on um, getting some exercise every single day because it improves your mental outlook, it improves your emotions, uh, it improves your health, it lowers your blood pressure. Um, there's just a you know a, a cascading uh, set of benefits from physical activity. And you know, the times like when you've been sick for a while and you weren't able to get up off the couch or out of bed, when you finally do start to recover and you get up, you feel terrible because everything has gone um, to pot while you were resting. Mm -hmm. And so some movement every single day is really important. I've been doing a lot of research lately into um, fascia, which is this uh, this sort of like a, I, so if you think if you've ever cleaned a chicken, I don't know if you're a vegan or not I am. So I used to clean chickens back before when I used to eat them, but there's like a film that lays on top of the muscle. Oh, yeah. well, what that is fascia, but what we're learning is that it's not just on top of the muscle. it's inside the muscle, it's through it. it interconnects everything uh, in our bodies. When we're inactive, that stuff that fascia begins to get, yeah there's something they actually call scientists call it um, like dust. And it gets kind of gritty, and you lose the glide and slide of your muscles, and that's why then when you go to stand up after sitting for hours and hours, you're like, "Oh, you know, I'm all stiff." You probably don't feel this because you're too young, but um, yeah, it's uh, you know there are reasons why we feel really crummy when we don't move. Uh, it's because our bodies are uh, hinges and levers and fascia that absolutely has to be exercised and massaged and and, you know, manipulated every single day for us to feel good, to feel our best.
0: Yeah, and so that continues with the mental health aspect of everything. It just, it all kind of ties together. Yeah, and if you really believe that
1: mind and body are one, you know, Mm -hmm. if we exercise our body, the brain's going to get some benefit out of it, too. If we exercise our brains, the body's going to get some benefit out of it, too. Yeah,
0: so as young adults, and especially young females, how would you recommend that we go about um, really just trying to lift other girls up and really trying to kind of change this culture that is so focused on body image?
1: Um, well, again, I think it begins with the individual yeah. uh, being really, really mindful of all those things um, that were hurtful to you and that would potentially be hurtful to others. Just being mindful of it, um, being aware. Everything starts with awareness. And then mm-hmm. uh, again, when you notice it and when you're with your friends or, even if they aren't your friends, they're just um, other girls, just calling people out and say, well, that really isn't fair. Or, you yeah. know, um, don't pick on her because, you know, we are all in this together. Uh, and just trying to keep the focus on um, on support.
0: Yeah, um, and instead of that always, competition
1: too. Yeah, I think male culture is better at that, frankly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. supporting each other. Um, and building each other up. Obviously there are exceptions and there's bullying that goes on.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, again, just kind of closing it with that kind of um, social media a little bit as well. uh, How would you say that we can use our platforms there to um, similarly kind of promote that? Would you say it's pretty similar to what you were just saying about just trying to show support and show love to other girls? I think so. But then again, you can also throw in a little bit of
1: the Greta Thunberg. <laughs> yeah. aspect. You know, speak your mind, uh, speak out when, it, when you need to. Uh, add links that you think would be helpful to other girls. Um, mm-hmm. You know, be an advocate, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, yeah. We don't have to be passive. We can be active.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's a really good place to end things. So thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> Hey guys, really quickly, I just wanted to encourage you to share the podcast and subscribe. Sharing just one person helps more than you know. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast.